0: Welcome to the Springs in the Desert podcast. We're so happy that you're here with us. We're those friends that you can take with you wherever you are on the path of infertility. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Springs in the Desert podcast. I'm Allie. I'm here with Cassandra and Sydney. Once again, welcome back, ladies. Hello. <laughs> so we... Um, we're thinking about how this episode is going to air during Advent leading up to Christmas. And last year we did an episode, um, a really beautiful episode with Stacy and Todd Stevenson, who talked about um, family traditions that they incorporate for two people around this time. And it was just, I found it to be a really encouraging and uplifting episode because so much, so much of the time, I think um, we kind of, some of us dread that time of year for certain reasons, Like, maybe it's the family that asks you, Hey, are you gonna have any kids yet? Are you pregnant yet? Or maybe it's just that sense of loss about like your Christmas morning looking different than people um, in your life, sisters, brothers, friends. So, we wanted to just give kind of an encouraging message today about these traditions and ways that we can incorporate them, no matter what our family life looks like, however small our family is. And we were really inspired by, a post that Sydney had that Cassandra is going to tell us about that involves some cute (laughs) pajamas I understand.
1: Okay this was a post Sydney made like a year ago and what I remember is the matching pajamas and I just thought that sounded so fun. It sounded so fun because just when we're reflecting about Advent and just those childhood memories of Advent and I remember just like reading under my parents' Christmas tree and the lights We'd play with the ornaments And I think it's hard when you grow older And like Christmas Well you get a fuller understanding Of the meaning of Christmas And that Christmas is actually like A religious holiday You know and that that is is the true Gift and fullness of Christmas But you always Still kind of long For that magic You know what I mean And so I thought this post was so great and this is what we want to talk about today is like how it's still important for you to have christmas traditions you know even if it's you know just me and my husband or or you guys and your husbands that it's still important and so and anyway all of this is to say that sydney and her husband get matching christmas pajamas
0: (laughs) i just think it's awesome so when did you start doing that, Sydney? Is that <laughs> just last year or is this a okay. long, has this been a whole marriage? So uh,
2: full disclosure, we have not actually done that. I was like thinking with friend like what are ways that we could like make this more, um, more meaningful to us? Because I mean, Cassandra, you were saying a little bit ago before we started that um, like there's less magic, quote unquote, when you're an adult. You know, and I, I think I actually even wrote it mm-hmm. there like, no, we like, first of all, there's more meaning as we're older, but also like we can create our own magic. And that was just in a discussion of ideas that we could do. That is actually one of the ones that we do not do. So it's just so funny that that's one that you like keyed in on.
1: That's the one I remember. <laughs> like, how fun would it be to get matched? I don't think my husband would ever. Well, actually, I don't know. I
0: think we should all do it. I think we should all go right now online and each order.
1: Right. Or like the ugly sweaters. You get funny Christmas sweaters. (laughs) Yeah, you can go either way, whichever way your spouse will
2: cooperate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Whichever way. Well, I love this this idea. Actually, it's made me think about a couple things that I have done in the past on this um, kind of note. So growing up, my mom is Italian on one side, so we would always have like this huge Italian Christmas Eve dinner.
1: The fish,
0: the fish, yes, you know, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm from Jersey. Jersey, yeah, the seven fishes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we would sometimes do like five or three if it was like we weren't going all out, but it had to be odd, yeah. Well, sometimes, but anyway, so it was like the Christmas in. Eve meal was always, <laughs> it was always like the big meal, and my mom would make um these amazing crepes like like cream and I guess there was some kind of I don't know the fishes were somehow incorporated into these crepes but they were so good and uh, it would be like the whole family sometimes like grandparents or aunt and uncle would come but it would definitely be our immediate family and I think when we were first married like you know navigating that whole okay we always go to a relatives for the holidays just because that's what we did. Mm -hmm. Well, at some point, um, we decided a few years ago, like that particular Christmas Eve, we were going to have the Christmas Eve, like the mass with family. And then we were going to come back to our house and then like have the next day Christmas with the rest of the family. And I decided to like, go ahead and make not all the fishes and all that, but like just the crepe part. Like I made like this really special, like cream sauce, kind of similar to what my mom did and like a really good dessert. And it was like, just us, but it felt so good to do that. Like, mm-hmm. it, it just worked out that particular year. Some years we're traveling, so we can't really do that. But it's it was just, it was really beautiful. And it felt like we kind of had this special time of just, like, really entering into that joy and that, like, feast together. Um, and then we got to spend, like, the next day with the rest of the family. So, I don't know. I want to do that again.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. I really love Christmas Eve.
0: I think it's like a natural
2: thing, like, even without kids, to, like, kind of have that awkward, like, I'm sorry, even without, like, if you're struggling with infertility is what I'm meaning, to have that kind of awkward growing phase of, like, well, we want to have our own tradition, you know, apart from my family, because I found that, like, even before that we really were aware that infertility was something that we were going to, a path that we were going to walk on, but I... Totally relate to kind of just needing to make okay, this is something that we can have this special time, you know. And, um, like last year, we did we decorated our Christmas tree on Christmas Eve mm. together, which I don't think I want to do again, only because I want to have my Christmas tree up longer because I love it. That's like the mat right there is magic for me, just having the lights on on the tree the lights off and we're just sitting there praying the rosary at night is like ah it's so peaceful to me but just like similar like veins of, of just like having something that whether it's crisp like breakfast in bed on Christmas morning or you know crepes on Christmas Eve just something that's yours I think that's just so important to have that for your family your little family
1: mm-hmm. something my husband and I like to do mostly because I love To give presents I also love to receive presents Is that on Christmas Eve When we come home from mass My husband and I will usually Exchange our present Just like the two of us Because the past few years Because we were living overseas for so long And only just now Do we kind of have like our own home um, Is that we would always just be At my in-laws And then we would drive down to my family Like on Christmas That was kind of our routine so we would go to mass Christmas Eve and just come home and I'd be like, okay, it's Christmas now and just have this like private moment just the two of us like exchange our little gift. And um, I was really like that and I look forward to it now because it's ours
0: mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: because there's still a bit of a hubbub Christmas morning, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. nice to kind of just have that quiet moment.
0: Yeah, that's really, that's really beautiful. And it's like, you both mentioned like the prayer or mass kind of being preceding that or being part of that. And I think that's kind of one of the blessings of this path is that, I don't know, like you were saying, Cassandra, earlier that the real gift is Christ. And we kind of understand that more as we get older, but I think like infertility also like highlights that in its own unique way. And so I don't know, like, Every year, I feel like there's more and more for us, like this understanding that like, yeah, the real gift here is Christ. And like, that's emphasized, I think, when we're together and we just get to like be joyful about the fact that we're like blessed to be together and blessed to be (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, going to mass or praying, like you said, or whatever it is, there's like this, this kind of quiet and like where you can really focus just on that real gift and like the joy that comes with it. I don't, I don't know exactly how to say that, but. Somehow infertility, like, makes that more pronounced for me um, than I think maybe it even otherwise would. I
2: agree with you, but I think it has a lot to do with, like, Advent being a season of waiting and, like, infertility, whatever your diagnosis, is, like, a season of waiting, even if it's just, what do I do next? And you can't have Christmas without Advent. And so, like, I've grown in such an appreciation of the season of Advent since walking this path with infertility. Because I feel like I understand it so much more. You know, I understand the years and years of the Israelites waiting for Christ. And then when he did come, not understanding because he didn't, it didn't look like what they were expecting. Like, I relate to that so much that God is putting something in my life and I can't see it because I don't necessarily understand what he's trying to do. So I think that's one reason why Christmas just brings that into the focus with Advent.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's it in a nutshell. Do, do you have anything specifically that you and your husband do during Advent, Sydney? Or does it kind of vary every year as far as like, do you guys have an Advent wreath or candles or um, specific like prayers or anything that you pray? Yeah, we definitely do the ad Like we do the Advent prayers every night
2: and we'll turn off all the lights and just have the candles on and that's another kind of like 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 the people who walked in darkness have seen the great light. I just I love that line from the Bible. But um so we'll sit and pray the rosary and it's just such a peaceful like really kind of quieting like my you just physically like quiets my body and then kind of gives a little more pause to the Christmas season, you know. Um that's something that we always do and then the last couple of years uh, along similar lines been really careful not to listen to christmas music during the advent season because like trying to again have that waiting that's like something that we've done it's like certainly listening to like more advent hymns and everything as we're waiting and then christmas day it's like ah you know (laughs) it's time to Time to sing all the Christmas songs that we've been waiting for and avoiding the radio.
1: Yeah, it's a good point though, because Advent's really a season where silence reigns, right? That's kind of how it should be. Um, And but there is a lot of noise that comes in from like our secular culture and like conflating of Advent with Christmas that has kind of obscured the the nature of the season of Advent as actually like a penitential season. Similar to Lent, you know, um, where I guess we're called to embrace um, austerity and simplicity, you know, and when you have the freedom to do that, you know, like we do, to, to turn the lights off and have just your candles lit and enter into that prayer and silence and waiting for the savior and that that little peace we experience of of Advent and the the waiting for the Savior. Um, and we are able to enter into that, even just as simply as being able to have a quiet house, (laughs) um, that sometimes I think is painful for, for us to have a quiet house. But I mean, I think it it helps, you know, enter into that spirit of Advent and the the spirit of waiting.
0: I definitely agree. I've, I've, like you both said, I've come to kind of see this. Again, I don't want to be overly like, oh, everything's wonderful, but (laughs) like there is a gift in this um, that is what you both are talking about. It's like the ability to enter into Advent in the way that you're both describing is a gift that came through the suffering of infertility. It's like an unexpected gift. It's like the ability to like identify with the Israelites, the ability to, like you said, have a quiet place where you can kind of turn off all those demands that are so much on us at that time of year. Um, Like those I've really come to see as some of the most beautiful gifts um, that have come through this difficulty. And every year I kind of remember that. And like, I think like maybe deepen it a little bit as I, or at least I hope to, like I start off and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Like I want to do this devotional or like every night we're going to, the two of us are just going to like, we try to, like most nights pray together. And uh, I like what you said about the darkness. I'm going to try to remember that. Um, But anyway, each year, I just feel like I see it more and more the gift that it is to have this special time where we can really be together in this uh, liturgical season in this way. And um, Mm -hmm. one of my favorite uh, couples that dealt with infertility, I've written about them on the blog, the Chestertons gk chesterton and his wife francis they're amazing look them up if you don't know about them they dealt with infertility and they um both had like a huge i guess you could call it a devotion to like the christmas season and like really entering into the joy of it and they wrote about it and they wrote poetry about it and like I just personally believe and I don't know this to be true cuz I didn't know them but I just think that must have come at least in some way through the fact that they dealt with infertility and so there's like this paradox where <laughs> because maybe they couldn't they didn't have a child of their own to share like we're talking about that Christmas morning joy I think that came through even more in like their spiritual like I don't know connectedness and like their understanding of like what Advent is and what Christmas is. And um, so it's hard to put into words, but I would definitely look up Frances Chesterton. She has this really beautiful book of poetry and a lot of it is Christmas related. And I don't know, I just feel like it's coming from that heart that we all know it's like longing for that child. And yet it's so poignant the way that she describes um, the joy of Christmas and like looking forward to Christmas. So Throw that out there. I'll put it in the show notes as a resource.
1: And like longing for the child. And if you just think about, I don't know, because I'm now like a year and a half later listening to the Bible in a year podcast. And the other day was the prophecy of, of Balaam. And I forget exactly the wording, but it was like, I see him, but not now, you know, not yet. And just the amount of time that had to pass and everything that had to be prepared in order for the Savior to come into the world at the exact moment. Um, just that God knows, you know, and, and all all of time, you know, is present to him. And so I just think in, in Advent, we just have to appreciate a little more. That reality that is so difficult, you know, because we want our time to be now, you know, and maybe the time for what we desire is not now, but now is the time for something.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, God is God is still with us in this time, in these special moments that we have with our spouse or with our extended family, in the prayers that we're all talking about. It's like he's there, he's working, he's doing something amazing. <laughs> it's like, do we have the eyes Mm -hmm. eyes to see it um it's really well put so i guess we've been talking about advent christmas traditions the fact that wherever you are right now like to enter into it you should feel encouraged to do that whatever that looks like so what other um what other stories or anecdotes that have touched you what else are you grateful for at this time of year in your situation right now that you think other people um, that are listening could relate to. I'm just going to name one final one for me. Um, Reading, like reading stories together is something that my husband and I have started doing. This is, it could be related to Christmas. So my dad always read the night before Christmas to us, the kids, when we were growing up, like every Christmas Eve and yeah, that could be like a, oh man, I wish I could do that and, you know, carry that tradition on. But it's kind of like, why not? So we we haven't started reading that one specifically to each other, but we do read, whether it's poetry like Francis Chesterton, or we've started reading fairy tales together, like aloud. <laughs> Sounds kind of strange, <laughs> but um, I don't know. There's something about it that's really, it's just... I just love that special time that we have where we're, we talk about like, what does it mean? And I don't know, there's something that's sort of like wonder, you know, you wonder at it, or you, you uh, kind of feel that childlike sense of joy. So that's one other encouraging thing that I have is like, read stories, maybe read like a little Christmas story that you always loved uh, as a kid, like read it to your spouse and just I don't know. Remember what it was like to be a child yourself and share that with your spouse. So that's another thing that I love doing. How about you all? What else do you want to leave our listeners with, with just little little stories this time of year to encourage them?
2: Probably my favorite. Well, definitely, definitely my favorite tradition that Bren and I just naturally got into was, um, I make him an ornament every year. And that, it's just like a lovely little, like I'll hand make it. And it just, I, we started when we were dating and I just kind of was like, oh, okay, I'll just make it because we had an inside joke. And then every year it was like, I'll take a little something and like, okay, like the, the one year that we didn't, um, we had to live with my grandparents for a couple of different reasons. So I made like a little house and said, you know, like it was like a little joke with us and like nothing big and important, but it's just like something, um, Something so small is, you know, is like the most meaningful to us. That's like one of like our favorite, favorite, favorite things to do there. But I also will say, I don't know if this is even specifically Christmas, but I'm seeing applications to Christmas um, at the Springs of Hope event this weekend. That I was at Anne mentioned um, not being afraid and not being guilty for doing things with your spouse, um, like going on a trip with them or spending time. Even if someone might make a comment like, you know, oh, well, it's because you have the time and money because you quote unquote, don't have kids. And I just never thought about that way. And the way she put it, maybe it was just so beautiful, but like do that together. Like And with Christmas stuff, like I just think of, like we like, like we've gone to like a light show, and we've gone to this like beautiful mansion, like decorated it so beautiful, and we like to do that kind of like stuff. But like, do do whether it's small or large, like do those things with your spouse. Like, don't be guilt, don't feel guilty about them. Mm -hmm. Just make that time. That's what I would, I would leave
1: that. For me, something I'm grateful for this year is that we have. Our own home now and that we can decorate it Because um, I can tend to be I don't know if like frugal is the right word But like how um, So it's October right now And we're recording this And so last weekend I was like Ready for the mums Allie's in Texas Do you know about the mums though? Oh, yes <laughs> Okay For a long time I was like I don't get it Like what is the deal with the mums? But we were at the farm stand, and I'm like, I'm ready for the mums. So we spent, like, $35 on, like, mums and some of, the, like, the flat pumpkins and other um, shaped pumpkins. Because <laughs> you know what? We have a home, and we live there, and people should know that that home is, like, loved and cared for. Yeah. And that it's kind of worth it. And we've just never really had the opportunity to really decorate for Christmas before because we're always traveling. And when we were living in Spain, it's like we're going to be gone for a month. So it just like hasn't really happened. So I'm ready for that. You know, I really want to do like the lights. (laughs) I love the lights and maybe like the little electric candles in the window. Um, (laughs) I'm excited for that this year. Because you know what? We live here, and we love it, and Christ is the light of the world, and I'm here for it.
0: (laughs) Amen. I love Love that. that. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) That is awesome. I'm excited for you as I think about all those little details. and It's just, yeah, it is so joyful. It's like entering into the joy together with your spouse, wherever you are right now. Um, That's the message for today, listeners, is... Whatever that looks like for you this year, uh, embrace it as much as you can. And we know there's going to be hard moments. There'll be hard moments for us too, but God is still good. He loves you so much. He wants you to have joy in this season of his birth, um, his incarnation. And he wants you to enter into that with your spouse and to rejoice together at all the blessings that he's given you through your marriage and all the blessings he has yet to give you. So that's the message for today. Leave a comment. Let us know what you're doing for your Christmas traditions this year um, and your season of life. We'd love to hear from you and uh, definitely follow us on social media or send us a message and let us know how we can pray for you this season. We love you and and God loves you too. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us for this Springs in the Desert podcast episode. If you have a minute, please rate and review us so that we can reach more listeners. Check out our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram and go to our website springsinthedesert.org where you can sign up for our newsletter and hear about more things that we have going on. Most importantly, remember that God loves you so much and so do we.